Welcome back to NAFAM, the podcast. <laughs> so loud. Is it? I don't know. I just feel like the whole house could hear you. Oh, I hope so. How are you? It'll bring a little uh, energy to this thing. How I'm, are you today? Um, I'm here. It's Same. Sunday night. I don't know if we're gonna if we'll, if this is gonna be um, an episode that is gonna be postable because. Like, I want to sit here and talk to you, but I also, like, just feel like I'm not sure what I want to talk about. Yeah, and uh, there's been a little energy today between us. Yeah. Just yeah. in the air. I mean, nothing terrible, just... What's it been, Jim? Uh, you just feel it. It's a little bit of, a uh, little intensity, a little... It's been a little shortness. Um, and... It's one of those days where you just don't feel heard. You're not feeling heard. Seen. Maybe you should get more specific. This is actually, isn't the universe so splendid? Because we were, I said to you that I wanted to talk about like a little bit more about um, our relationship dynamics. Mm-hmm. And then I just started this and then you started talking about <laughs> Well, it's true because... What our dynamic has been today. Did you plan that? No. Or is that a coincidence? No, it's a coincidence. And <laughs> I switched my chair. I like this chair much better, but it squeaks a lot. So uh-huh. we're going to hear that today. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it, we knew going in, we talked a little bit beforehand about you wanting to explore our relationship dynamic with our different personalities. We've talked about it a little bit, but you want to dive into that a little bit deeper here. But. Mm-hmm. You know, it, part of me says, well, okay, is this the day, is this the best day to do that? Are we going to be in a place oh, where we can... probably then. Really? Probably. Uh, There's fertile ground here. Yeah. Without, but I want to hear, I guess I want to hear more about then your attention. You said you're describing it. You like to, you tend to lack specificity when it comes to... I feel anxious. Talking about ideas. So you're like on a very abstract level. Like you said the energy, is it your energy? Is it my energy? Is it the between energy? Like what are you talking about? I think it's the between energy. I I truly think it's the between energy. Then what is your side of it? Uh, Anxious. I'm anxious. You're making me anxious. Why? (laughs) (laughs) You're making Uh, me anxious. (laughs) Because I just, I feel like... um, I feel like you're anxious and maybe a little bit more than normal. And so I I'm just I feel this need today. to What's that? I'm just a little more on edge today. A yeah. Little, um, ir- maybe that's maybe that's the better word than anxious. It's edgy. And just my a little bit on edge. It's increasingly hurting me and it's bothering yeah, me. Yeah, so when you have an ailment of whatever kind it may be, whether it's a physical pain or something else, it's like you uh, you get in the space whether you want to admit it or not, where you get a little bit more. I went for a run on the treadmill, and after I got back up, I have this terrible kink in my back, and it's like just getting worse and worse and worse, and it's driving me nuts, and I should probably ice it. So that's what I was talking about as far as my back. But anyways, this is a great, this is actually great then. Look at you. You just naturally just are leading into our relationship dynamic, mm-hmm. and it's one of my favorite topics because... It brings me so much stimulation. And Kira, I get, I, so <sighs> earlier today I was talking to you about how we, well, I don't know, you take over. I was, I don't want to take, you can't go halfway <laughs> into a sentence and then say, hey, you take over. I, I don't know what the hell I was going to say here, you take over. Um, 
<laughs> no, I, I was actually. I, do, you I just, think do you think you're going to make me cry on this episode? No. No, but I, I have to wonder because you are naturally more anxious and more on edge than I am in general. And with my personality of being the peacekeeper, we'll get into that a little bit, and more mm-hmm. laid back and wanting everything to just be. But you're not laid back. Okay. Well, no, but that's that's what that's the that's the. <laughs> if you the were vibe. laid back, then we wouldn't get where we get all the time. What I'm saying is, so I guess my my what I'm putting out there is, is it abnormal that I'm so enmeshed with whatever you're experiencing and feeling mm-hmm. that I not only pick up on that, but then I start to um display demonstrate act out in the same i i I reciprocate Mm -hmm. with the same edginess the same whatever because Mm -hmm. whether i'm frustrated annoyed or feeling like i can't get through to you like we're not Mm -hmm. connecting there's a disconnect there's this energy so is that or are there are there other people that can sit there and maintain their own individuality and own status well, and their own position? You know, I think you're answer, asking a question you already have an answer to because I guess I want to just provide a little bit of context here. Like, and then I, I guess I have some more questions and maybe I want to explore some areas I've never explored with you before. This will be interesting mm. um, as we record here. But I guess just for a little bit of context, we have discovered, and we've mentioned this before in previous episodes, that we use a lot of, like, we've taken some personality type typing um, tests and um, Myers-Briggs, I don't, the one where I am, under the Myers-Briggs, I'm sorry, I am, I am an INFJ and you are an ISTP. And then the Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram 4 and you're an Enneagram 9. And you can take all these, you can, like, get all these compatibility reports you know and it's just interesting to me that they all reflect the same thing and it's both of those in both of those areas um not areas so i'm such a loss of words a loss for words (laughs) in both of those personality what do you call them tests Tests. yeah (laughs) um they both say the same thing that both of the and we we score the same there's parallels in each and so yeah, they're very similar under, in the actual... Under, and under the Myers-Briggs, that one says, oh, by the way, these two types are a challenging type. And under the Enneagram, it's like, oh, by the way, these two types are a really challenging type. Yeah, and the and then we have also done, is... We've also done our... Um, like the, I've, I've done the um, astrology horoscope, uh, relationship horoscope. It says all the same stuff. It's so fascinating to me. Um, so I'm going to let you add to more of that. What do you, what do you want to say about that? No, I was just going to say that I think that over time, obviously, different people have explored this area and have come up, have come up with different ways to measure it. But ultimately, probably seventy five percent of what they're measuring is this are the same things. So they just break it down differently, but ultimately, yeah, it's looking at the exact same. The point is, is that it's, each one, each report about a relationship produces the same results. Yeah. Which I find really interesting. I find it really interesting that a horoscope and, a, and you know, one using astrological natal charts produces the same results. Well, that's the one that that's the one that stands out because it's not like this. we didn't take a test. We entered our birth dates. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. not the, the rest of it makes sense. OK. Yeah. Yeah. Answer this 150 question test. And he, this says a lot about. Yeah. But but it, but also so. when anytime I mean, we started with. With the Myers-Briggs and then the Enneagram. And I mean, this has been like an evolution over the years. But anytime we've read them and and then we do the relationship compatibility, 
our mind is like we've never felt more seen. We're like, holy shit. Yeah. yeah, this is exactly what happens between the two of us. The dynamic, yes. I mean, individually looking at it and reading it, you can say with you know 90% of it, yes, that's me to a T. Mm-hmm. There might be 10% where like I can see that, but you know, you mean I your wouldn't individual say that. report? Yeah. Okay. But when you put them together and you look at the relationship dynamics between the two of them, that's where it gets a little bit more fascinating because mm-hmm. it's so accurate. Yeah, it's so, it, it, it really, I mean, it truly pinpoints our biggest issues. Yeah. So which you had, can be strengths, too. You had, I mean, I just have, like, a little thing here, example. Um, Looks like you have, like, a hundred You had, I just there. have, I have the, the, our relationship horoscope. But I was just thinking about, um, you had pulled, you had listed off those, um, the, is it? Yeah, oh my God, the website you were looking at earlier, like you had posted. It, I wanted you to look at, reference that about the potential, the the strengths of what we have when we come together, but also our problems. Yeah, I still have it. But you don't need to go through that right now. My, um, I guess I'm kind of curious about when you first noticed, or maybe can you remember our first conflict, like when you that in your memory and kind of what your thoughts and feelings were at the time and you can be honest I don't remember our first conflict um I mean I can remember early on having some conflicts and feeling like I was caught totally off guard and like it was a little bit out of left field of course where I'm like what what story of your life yeah what this this is (laughs) this is new to me this is, where did this come from? Which is described in all of the reports that you tend to feel that way. Yeah, I, I do. You feel re- caught off guard that this came out of left field. There's no reason for it. I do remember going up <laughs> north one time and we were joining some other people up there and we ended up sitting in the hallway and talking for a while. And I think I was in that scenario. I was kind of like, all right, like right, let's get this over with and like get back to like having fun and hanging out and and you were like we we need to address this and we need to fix this and for me it was like that was that's the first time i remember i'm sure it wasn't the first time where it was like and and, well what what are you talking about and i i know i'm gonna speak for you you can tell if i'm right or wrong but i i think that what we've learned too is you have a hard time articulating what's going on emotionally and Mm -hmm. talking about it identifying it making sense of it you were approaching it from a place of like you and Marie are being completely unreasonable right now. You're making a scene. Everybody's watching. I mean, I was like, I'm exaggerating, but like you have this thing where like, don't do this here. Don't like, what are you, what's happening? Like it's, you just sort of like get lost and like, don't, you're not like, yeah, let's talk about this. You're like, oh, shut no, up. No. What are we're not talking about yeah, this? Yeah, I like, was like, <laughs> we're up here for like two days. We're out it's having drinks, having fun. Like so I wanna weird. I wanna go hang out and have fun and you wanna sit here and talk. Like we'll do yeah, that later. So every issue gets like yeah. Every issue between us is a mountain. It could be a molehill, but it's a fucking mm-hmm. mountain because I wanna talk about something and you like you like um protest. In every which way when it comes. Yeah. One way I heard this described by somebody else one time, and there's a lot of ways to describe this the dynamic that we have. It's called distancer pursuer, where mm-hmm. I'm pursuing conflict, which is not the conflict is 
that word isn't used to You're be used negatively. You're not pursuing the conflict. I'm pursuing, I'm, <laughs> let me finish. It's called distance or pursuer. Like I'm pursuing difficult conversations, awkward conversations, uncomfortable conversations. And you're a distancer where you're like, I'm not going to open any can of worms because I don't want to go there. So another way that it's been explained to me is peacemaker versus peacekeeper. And I really like that terminology because it's like peace is both the ultimate goal for each of us. Mine is peacemaker, meaning like, oh, there's a problem here. We need to talk about it. Like we need to get this to the surface. We need to like hash it out. We need to come together. And yours is peacekeeper. Like I don't talk about anything. Let's just keep the peace. Like this is... Why would we do anything that could lead to some unpredictable Mm -hmm. territory? Yeah. Well, I was trying to give you a little bit of credit there because the way you said that is pursuing conflict, whatever else. That's not what you're pursuing. You're you're pursuing. (laughs) I know, but it's a, it's a common, it's a, it's a term, distance or pursuer. I know. I know. Whatever. Wow. You're so testy still. Yeah. Because I am sharing something and saying, explaining Yes. That piece of it in a way that is not just more favorable to you, but makes more sense. And instead of you adding on to that, you're like correcting me. And that's annoying to me. I wasn't meaning to correct you. Okay. I was, I felt like I was speaking and you interrupted me. And I was, honestly, I was afraid you were going to go off on a <laughs> tangent. And I was trying to get to a point about okay. something else. Well, I apologize for okay. interrupting you. <laughs> which you do, which I love that when you do that, because, mm-hmm. uh, funny it's hilarious it's hilarious because <laughs> then i get to tell you you did something wrong i i actually <laughs> uh no i i i do find at this point in our relationship a little bit of humor when you tell me i interrupt all the time because i'd like to actually <laughs> keep score in that area of who interrupts more um I think I, I do it in a different way i think that i absolutely interrupt all the time you're not you're like not even listening to the person like you're waiting to come in and tell your, this is the way I view it. Whereas mm-hmm. when I interrupt, it's like, yeah, 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 I, already, I hear what you're saying. I totally hear it. And mm-hmm. I get it. That's also a ver- version yeah, of not no, listening. It's, it's a version of but the same I thing. But I usually, okay. but it, but I feel like I've also got what you're saying. Uh-huh. Like I've, I've already, I did get what you're saying. And now I'm going to talk. I'm just impatient. Same these. No, you don't listen. You just zip uh-huh. right in. <laughs> so anyways, mm-hmm. I remember the first time I got really, I don't even, I don't even think we were, um, far enough into our relationship for I wasn't sure how to handle it. When didn't it wasn't a a conflict, but it was like I remember we were hanging out together, and I don't remember what I was going through, but I was just kind of bumming. Mm-hmm. And you know, typically when somebody's bumming, the other person's like, "Hey, what's up? What's mm-hmm. going on?" <laughs> nope, not Jim. Not me. Not for, I don't know, we were together for maybe 48 hours, no no inquiry. Um, Sure, I could have been mature and been like, hey, I need to talk about Mm -hmm. this. But I think there's also a part of me that felt like I was always like, hey, we need to talk about this. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I just remember I finally was like, you know what? I'm just going to go home. I'm just going to go hang out by myself tonight. I don't think I'm going to spend the night. And you were like, okay. (laughs) I don't know. You wanted some time alone. (laughs) Like, which I would have been like, well, what's going on? Like, yeah. there was zero. It was just like, okay. And like, I would, I remember feeling so much rage boiling up in me. Like, driving home just so, I just, oh, I just couldn't believe the negligence I felt from you. <laughs> like, 
I get home and I just, I had to calm down. I was just like, and then, but at the time I was like blaming myself. I was like, why are you so upset about this? What is wrong with you? Like, this isn't, you know, he's being nice. He said, okay, like, that's like what a nice person would do. Like, but also at the same time, I was at war, this internal war of like, no, like who the fuck does that? Like who doesn't inquire? Mm-hmm. Um, and just feeling like if I, I don't know, I did a lot of things. And I just think that's really interesting. I mean, we've come, we've come a long way. We've learned about why that interaction played out. Oh yeah. I mean, um, I, I remember that and I know. I don't remember. And I think I might, even, I might have even gotten home and texted you and been like, Seriously, uh, like, what the fuck was up with that dude? You didn't even like, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm sure you texted me on it, but yeah, I think it's uh, that's a big difference between us is how we handle that situation and how I retreat and you do the opposite of that, and that's just our natural state for me to internalize everything and you to uh, express it and talk through it. And I didn't give you that space to do that, and so of course you felt like. Uh, I guess I'm going to go, but then you're going to feel, of course, you're going to feel alone in that situation. Yeah. You know, anyone and would. That's, um, it's called, it was, you know, we, we learned an important term after that called emotional attunement. And it mm-hmm. was like, oh, yeah, Jim doesn't have that. So <laughs> we've been working on that muscle for you. And yeah. that sounds degrading. I, I always, I always say, obviously have my own Usually issues that I this, contribute to. And, and that's about as far as you go. Oh, obviously <sighs> I have these. Go, well, unleash, Jim. Go for it. <laughs> no, I'm trying to uh, keep talking. Keep talking. Keep I'm talking. listening. Um, You're trying to find that website? No, I have the website. Okay. Just I am like... trying to find one thing very specific. I think I just didn't go far enough back on it. Um, well, I can tell you what the Myers-Briggs says about our relationship. It says that um, this can be paradoxically both a very comfortable and yet exciting relationship pair. Um there's a lot of things that we share in common. Um, oh, never mind. I guess. Oh, I guess I, it did. Okay. It says that the biggest conflict between fours and nines is that each tends to react differently to as stress increases. And that is exactly yes, what happens. Very I much so. pursue you distance. Yep. Um, it says fours can become emotionally volatile and demanding while nines become more disengaged and possible to get through to. So, and I find that the more disengaged you get, the more demanding I get. And the more demanding I get, the more disengaged you get. <laughs> oh, so absolutely. we're literally unable to be there for each other when we are causing each other stress, when we are one another's source of stress. Yes. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest... Um lesson that we've learned is that we're both having an experience. I seem to be more passive in that experience, obviously. Mm-hmm. Not opening up, not sharing what I'm feeling about it, not inquiring into your feelings about whatever it is that you might be experiencing. Where, And so for you, of course, that feels like a form of neglect. You know, like, wait a second here, we're supposed to be in this thing together. I mean, it also and kind of is. Like, if it was a parent-child yeah, situation, yeah. that would be under that umbrella. Maybe not, like, clinically, but there's a level of, of neglect there, for sure. Yeah, and that's, honestly, and I'm a little annoyed right now that I can't find exactly what I was looking for, but uh, basically, it, it comes down to, and it might, wanna, it might be in this other place, but... Um, 
this is referring to INFJs and ISTPs, which again, fours and nines, it's the same dynamic really. Mm -hmm. But it says that ISTPs, which is what I am, tend to be reserved about their feelings unless they are stressed, in which case they can be more reactive than usual, which Mm -hmm. is usually what happens. I Mm -hmm. might not talk about the issue. I'm just more on edge Mm -hmm. and more reactive. INFJs blow up. You do eventually blow up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've said that before too, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'll hold it in, hold it in, hold it in until mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. can't anymore. Mm-hmm. Instead of letting it out, it's like that release, yeah, pressure relief valve where mm-hmm. instead of having it open a little bit the whole time, it's completely mm-hmm. closed and then it just eventually blows. Yeah. Um, this says INFJs, which is you in contrast, like a lot of emotional transparency and openness. Mm-hmm. They'll ask, how are you feeling? What are you thinking about? Is everything okay? A lot. And this can annoy <laughs> ISTPs sometimes. In contrast, the ISTPs reservedness can annoy the INFJ who feels confused by their lack of transparency. Mm-hmm. This is from psychologyjunkie.com explaining the okay. relationship dynamic between the two. Okay. I just What I find fascinating about this is that you take a personality test, you answer all these questions, uh-huh. it says a lot about you, and then you get these labels, these four different categories, basically, which, you know, yeah. INFJ, ISTP, yeah, whatever well, the case is. 16, but yeah. Whatever. There's, I mean, yeah. Four, there's four dichotomies within each. Yeah. Within each. Yeah. Okay. But that you can go through without knowing anything more about us, and you can read the stuff about the, you know, what this relationship mm-hmm. looks like. Mm-hmm. And everything that you go through, you're like, yep, that's us. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's mm-hmm. us. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean. Well, it's funny, too, because, like, it even gets echoed, like, between the kids. Like, genetically, like, mm-hmm. one of yours is just like you and one of mine is just like me. Mm-hmm. And the way they handle, it's, like, the same thing. I mean, differently. There's, they're, you know, they're not a married couple, obviously. But the way that their approach yeah, to I, um, just even connecting with people is the same. I was going to say, and I struggle to navigate with uh, that with them a little bit because Mm -hmm. I want them to understand the other side of it. Yeah. And so it's how much do you, I guess, you know, a certain personality that might be like yours and a certain one that's very different than yours. Yeah. So how do you address that to get them to see the whole picture? Right. Yeah. Well, I remember, you know, one of the couples therapists that we had, it was the first one I think we went to that like was really, really helpful that introduced us to a lot of concepts and a whole new world around relationships and like attachment theory and like um is like kind of like when we were in our infancy of getting into the bottom of like what's going on with us. Um I remember he I had said something where I just talked about like in the blended family dynamic and like the different the just even the struggles between the kids and like he said, you know, he said, I forgot what he said, but he, one of the things that he said is like, your kids are fortunate that they're learning what it's like to live with somebody they're not related to. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, that's true. <laughs> Cause I remember when I was in college for the first time I found myself living with a group of people and I, I always lived with all guys. Um, and it was, it was interesting. It was like, okay, you know, some people pay bills on some, on time. Some people don't. Some people clean up after themselves. Some people don't. Mm-hmm. But really, there is richness to this too because I don't know that I ever spent a lot of time thinking about how people can literally navigate through this world so differently. I guess it, I just yeah. kind of always assume most people are like me because honestly, most people I hang with are like me. So, 
Yeah, and you have that experience a little bit in school projects, and you know, you that's your with your. You know, yeah, but there, and yeah, stuff, and that's but, why but that's you never a, click with those people because right. you're like, oh, okay, there's that's nothing exactly going on it. here. I'm going to go over here with these people, or there we are. There's something happening, you know. And, and you're if you're in a group doing a project, and you're just like, well, that person's lazy, that person's useless, that person's uh-huh. this. Oh, that's uh-huh. the one that's going to do all the work. Uh-huh. And yeah, and, and I look back on some of that, and I'm like, well, who was I in that group? Because I was always a procrastinator, but then I busted ass at the end, and usually ter- like put the final deliverable together completely. Yeah. And so, but I'm just but people, talking about like the ability you're going, right. here you go down this road. That I feel like isn't related. Maybe it is, but I'm just talking about like, it's not even division of tasks. It's like, how do you relate to people? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you relate to them? But I think it's all intertwined because I think it's a, it's bigger than tasks. What I'm saying is that's your first experience. And then you're like, I don't relate to that person. I mm-hmm. do relate to this person. But what I'm mm-hmm. saying is when you get, later in life and you get more involved with your living with people or mm-hmm. you know involved every day working with people you learn to navigate some of that a little bit differently but yeah how you relate to them mm-hmm. is definitely yeah like that doesn't change in a way yeah well i so i wanted to go back back up again you were talking about that some of the problems i found a good description here too of some of the um trouble spots or issues for a four and a nine which i got from the enneagraminstitute.com but it talks about i'm just i'm just gonna go ahead and read this it says and you can tell me how you feel about it um fours can be too unstable and dramatic unpredictable and moody for nines i'm a four you're a nine Mm -hmm. while nines can feel too unresponsive and emotionally inert unsatisfying and uncommunicative for fours nines can become angered by the fours sense of entitlement and demands for attention and exemption fours can become angered by nines irresponsibility and apparent inability to learn from their mistakes and experiences if conflicts and tensions increase between them nines can shut down more and more so that communication stops and they give fours the subtle message that they don't want to hear their reactions or deal with their feelings Okay, take a breath. (laughs) Fours can feel that talking with nines is like playing tennis with yourself. There's no one to hit the ball back, and there is too little relating in the relationship. Contempt for what fours see as being boring and ineffectual can end the relationship. Um, But then it says that both types look for partners who seem to embody some qualities that they feel they do not have themselves. Nines seek strong, high-energy partners, whereas fours seek partners who possess the same ego ideal that they feel they are missing themselves. Oh, anyways, I, yeah, that's, I thought that that tennis thing for me is exactly how it feels. It's like, yeah, I want to get to the bottom of this and I'm hitting the ball and nobody's hitting it back. (laughs) (laughs) I can understand how that feels for you. And yeah, and like we worked through a ton of this and we still every day, deal with that in some way or another but i think early on especially for me it's like well if this is how you're going to play the game then i'm just going to go home not not literally but you know that's that's the feeling like this is a stupid game this doesn't make sense to me and yeah you're, like so, this so, isn't fun but which is dumb but i'm saying this yeah, isn't so, fun anymore so like know? this is where we were just differently maybe i mean so like what is it but what's going on for you there like uh this person is her that their behavior is unacceptable that's a um of i'm out of here like i'm being taken advantage of i have i'm not being respected here like is it like 
it depends on the situation, but I think it can be a little bit of all of that. Maybe you're, I'm overwhelmed. I'm feeling like, uh, you, you said one thing early on about basically, I don't remember what you said exactly, but that you are not exempt from, but it feels mm -hmm. like hypocritical sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so it's like you're asking me to do something that you're not willing to do yourself. I think that's the biggest thing mm -hmm. for me. And that is mm -hmm. it. Yes, it does feel like it's a little bit. I don't use the word dramatic. I don't think that's the right word, but uh, it's it's a little bit much sometimes. You think I'm being? Do you think it's a manipulative thing? I don't typically see it as manipulative. I know you've said that a number of times, and you continue to. So maybe deep down, there's there's more to that. Like that idea of like, I'm not that hypocrite part. Like, does that feel like I'm doing that on purpose? Then, because if if you, you yeah. can somebody can be a hypocrite and it cannot be purposeful. So obviously, you're telling me that that feels purposeful. It feels like there is an intentional. Um, avoidance of any self-reflection on your part and sometimes when that happens and so see, yeah. that could be manipulation and I, I from my end it's like we already know we talk about me all the time we already know what I'm doing um, it's sort of forcing you to enter yeah. in and talk about yourself which instead you're like nope sorry out of here <laughs> yeah yeah and I guess that's my and I've told you this many times like you know, you're like, hey, you did this and that hurt my feelings. Like, you know, you need to apologize for that. Like, that was that was awful what you mm -hmm. did. And I'm like, but you said something hurtful to me. I'll apologize to you, but you should apologize to me, too. Like, so we can come together. This is a, this is both of us. And I think in your and how you experience it, you're like, I've already done that by sharing and I'm opening up to you and so well, my apology is like, built into this thing well where... this is well this is where it really comes from okay i mean just as a you know when it comes to communication when it comes to the distance or pursuit, you're already in a position where you're going to have to be in the the space that you're in because i'm the one that presents problems you never present problems in this in any tip in any relationship that's your thing and I am like, okay, I have a problem with you, blah, blah, blah. Let me explain my problem. And this is like rooted in so much research by John Gottman and all sorts of relationship experts in neuroscience. A person presents a problem to somebody in a conflict. That other person has to reflect back mm -hmm. exactly what that person problem that person's problem is to that person's satisfaction. So that 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 is that creates like an experience of complete validation for that person. Like, okay. Yes, they totally get exactly how I'm feeling right now. They know exactly. Yes, they got all of it. And then there's something that happens in the chemistry between where in the energy between where now that person's like, okay, now I can be open to the other mm -hmm. person. You have a tendency to do exactly what all the communication experts say not to do. And you're unfortunately you're just oh you're the first person that responds because you never bring a problem. Like we could probably probably do this if it flipped every once in a while, but it doesn't. Because you tend to be an, a conflict avoidant person, you're never going to present a problem in a relationship typically. It would be, you know, you, you know mm -hmm. what I mean, it's not your default. Mm -hmm. So as a as somebody who pursues, <laughs> I'm I'm the one that brings this up. You are the it totally lies on you at that. Well, certainly, obviously, I have to be careful. I also need to be able to present it appropriately so that you are 
prepped to mm-hmm. respond the best way you yeah. can because there's a certain way that I can pre- present it that is going to drive you to be defensive. Yes. But even that my argument to you has been even when I present it the most responsible, vulnerable, softest way I can, you default to a defensive you, there's an, I, the whole like validation thing just gets skipped. And even if there is a validation, it's like fake validation. It's, there's not a genuine thing that occurs between us mm-hmm. when we are when we go when we find ourselves in conflict. So then you so your apology is never a gen. It's not like oh my god, honey, I'm so sorry. Blah blah blah. Yes, of course. Blah blah blah. Hey, and by the way, like I feel hurt too. It's always like I am sorry, but you owe me an apology too. Like. <laughs> So there's a whole thing that gets missed. Okay. Wait, you're acting like you're learning this information for the first time, which is, no, wait, I wasn't just, that just a complaint in this thing? Is like this said that fours get annoyed with nine for I not learning that, from sar- their mistakes? I said that sarcastically <laughs> because typically in a conversation, there's a back and forth. And I felt like that was an extended explanation by you. And I was, I was to, trying to provide it because it's yes. like, that's part of what I do for a living is explaining this concept to people. <laughs> I know. So talk, talking <laughs> to you as somebody who, yes, we've gone through this many times. And what I was going to say is I learned this uh, years ago from one of the therapists we had that was, for the most part, pretty good. But I would save my issues for that period where you would complain about something. Yeah. And then I would respond yeah. with, well, I'm hurt because of this. Yeah. And well, he's I, like... Yeah that is not the, that that's not how you respond to yeah. somebody who's bringing yeah. you a complaint. That yeah. can't be the only time you bring that up. Yeah. You chose not to bring it up yeah. all these times. And now you're like, well, I'm sorry, I can't be here for you right. because of all these things. Yeah. So in that space, that's where that keeping the lid on everything internally and letting things build up and build up. And then we get to that point where you have an issue and it's like, then I don't hear your issue. I don't respond appropriately. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, I think, I would say maybe 60% of the time, 75% of the time, I think that's changed now. Maybe not to your satisfaction where you feel completely heard, Mm -hmm. but I very much so am aware of that. Okay, I might have this experience or I might have this, I might be upset about something. I didn't bring it up beforehand. And so I need to wait to make sure that your issue is heard Mm -hmm. and validated. And then we can get to this point where... I can then talk about my issue too, um, yeah. or or let you know what my issue is outside of that. But I think that that's made a a, a big difference because excuse me, <laughs> because that is a that is a I mean I'm trying to think of what that what the word is, but that's an impossible pos- position for you to be in to be it, like I have this I have this thing that I want to talk about. It's important to me. I'm feeling this, and then have me just respond back with. Yeah, but what you did hurt me, so screw yeah. you. Like that's yeah. not that doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. You you, know, even if even if that thing did occur, well, it yeah. did happen, it's like that doesn't matter in that moment because that's a separate even if they're related, it's not the issue that's in front of us right then. Yeah. Yeah. And like like I said, like there's a whole space before leading up to that where you just don't it's just not it's not your inclination to turn toward and this does go along with your personality type like let's just even look at the four nine enneagram nine and four like it's your strength is is that you're a peacekeeper and that you can objectively see like both sides of any situation in any given time but also like you 
you just like you literally just <laughs> you want to you don't want to like dive in you want to keep an arm's length because mm-hmm. i think you also don't want to deal with the nuances that can come with subjective reality versus objective reality in a way does that make sense maybe that was a little too abstract but no it ma- it makes sense i mean i think that it's i think that definitely is part of it and it's more I think it's being afraid to just dive into something that could that I don't know what the outcome is and I don't know if I can make it into a peaceful situation and I also don't when we do get into that state where we are getting into an issue Mm -hmm. it takes so much energy for me Mm -hmm. to be able to do that and like everything feels you know constricted and it's I mean, if it's if it's something that I understand as an issue too, like on the surface, mm-hmm. then that's a different situation. But if I don't understand the magnitude that you are experiencing that issue to be, mm-hmm. then I have a harder time going to that place and really, you know, getting into your shoes and understanding why the issue is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I th- well, I mean. I think that you are such you are so aware of the physical world around you and I'm so aware of the emotional world around me. Mm-hmm. And so I mean that's just never mind that that's just maybe just a side. No, but I would Okay, so that's I remember when I first met you and the things that you were cued into and commenting on I'm like, what the hell is Yeah, so so that's an interesting <laughs> thing though because I I honestly think that that's a huge part of this is that what annoys me is that the things that I'm cued into uh-huh. and annoys you, uh-huh. vice versa, uh-huh. that you don't even see at all half of them. And I'm like, how do you not see this? This yeah. is something that needs but to be... But see, this is... It's the same thing. This is where I'm going to bring in the astrology piece and the North Node, the, the life purpose stuff, is that literally I'm called to to engage with the physical world, my physical body mm-hmm. and the physical world around me. And then yeah. the other piece of that is to, you know, I have this desire to share my whole self and to be able to do that, like create through self-expression is, is a big thing for me without being concerned mm-hmm. about what others think. Um, and then yours is both related to relationship. It's both like this willingness to be explore the emotional world and then also like dive in with people emotionally and in, in, in a relatable way. It says that you tend to mm-hmm. not relate. Yeah. Like, you know, you might be like, <laughs> what? I just I'm laughing. This is just a stupid little side thing, but you know that we did those Lenza AI app mm-hmm. thing recently, the avatars. And I had so much fun studying the, our respective avatars because they just, there was a, there was a vibe to every one of them, even though they were so different. And I feel like yours always had this thing of like, guys, just get along. And then also like, like, because there would just be like a picture of you just gazing off at something. And this feeling of like, don't hurt me. I feel like it was, I feel like almost every single picture, there was a guy looking into the camera saying, don't hurt me for you. And for me, I feel like the person looking back at me was saying, don't fuck with me. Yeah, yeah. I'm a badass bitch. <laughs> no, don't. No, no, no. Just like, I uh, see, I see, 
I've been, I've yeah. seen some shit and like, I see what's going on. Don't fuck with, like, did, did you seek that too? Uh, there was definitely a softer tone to Yours was so, the oh, I'm so sweet and nice. And I was like, not. <laughs> yeah. I, well, that's, I mean, yeah, no, I think that is true. I think that is true. And, and, and part of that, you know, you mentioned the physical world and the, you know, emotional, relational world and those being challenges for both of us in mm-hmm, those ways. Mm-hmm. And we've both said this to each other, which is where we butt heads a little bit. It's like, well, if you did a little bit more over here, I wouldn't have to do all of this. Yeah. And if you did a little bit more over here. Yeah. But getting to that place yeah. is a hell of a lot harder than just, yeah. especially with the way we look at the world and the way we see things, you know. Yeah. But when it works, it's... I think it makes it so much better for both of us when we are in sync on some of that stuff because you know I'm going to handle this. I know you're going to handle this. So we're, when we're feeling secure and safe, you know, in our relationship mm-hmm. and with our kids and everybody else, like there's a feeling like, yeah, we got this and great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's, but when there's that little bit of a blip, then it kind of feels like, I need you, you need me, but we're just, man, I'm overwhelmed here. You're overwhelmed yeah. here. We're not I helping I think each when other I'm out. feeling emotionally neglected, it depletes me and I don't want to participate in the demands of physical tasks or mundane things. Mm-hmm. Again, this is like a gross exaggeration of a concept, but like, and then for you, you're like, I'm not going to, I don't have the energy to, to participate in emotional things with you because I have all this other, these physical things I have to mm-hmm. take care of first. Yeah, and I'm worrying about this stuff. So I have all this other stuff to think about. You have all this stuff you're thinking about. You're right. And so it's like, how am I supposed to not only get this done, but I have to worry about it and think about it. Yeah. Well, then I'm like, I get super mad at you because I'm like, how could you go do it? And I, it's, I mean, I work with couples all the time and I see this dynamic play out all the time and the things I say, I'm like, yep, yep. I mean, this is a thing like, but it's like, we're in the middle of a serious conversation and you're going to go take care of this thing that doesn't really need to be taken <laughs> care of. Are you serious right now? Like, it's the most, it feels like such daggers. Like, yeah, how I, could you do that to us? I struggle with that sometimes <laughs> and I still struggle with that. And I, I mean, there's times where, you're like, we got to talk about this. We're going through that experience. And I feel like you're always like in my head, trying I'm to like, get out of the, your uh, conversation the fastest way possible. Like, and I always, I'm like, hospital? Possible. <laughs> I still can't say it. Um, yeah, I feel like uh, trying to engage with you as a serious conversation, it's like you can't get out of it quick enough. That's how I feel. It's like, are we done yet? Are we done yet? anything Um, else anything else (laughs) yes well i mean there's truth there's absolutely truth in that um and again there is language around that and of course i don't have it right here but it basically says that same thing you need to know 100 percent that what you are sharing that you need to get out there Mm -hmm. you need to know that i am hearing it Mm -hmm. and when i don't especially because of my personality when i give you the cliff's notes version of it it's like you're like i don't think you heard everything i said because yeah i'm I'm giving you that where when the roles are when the roles are flipped if you give me that cliff's notes version of it you're like i'm ready to move on it's the same thing but you're right for you you need to know that I took in everything you said and really heard it. Mm-hmm. And so that's, 
slowing down for me in that space and it's not to get out of the conversation but slowing down enough to be able to say okay this is what you just shared with me and this is why this is an issue or why this is something we need to talk about like i i truly feel as i get better at that that makes a huge difference in how those conversations go mm-hmm. and they do go quicker when yeah. that dialogue happens my biggest challenge and this what i've learned in this relationship with you is it's really important for me for for people to see not only see what i well to see what i'm saying to like truly get it to be like yeah that's mm-hmm. yes that is you are right or like i see how you are right in your mind consider looking at it this way but like for i and then i can like but you don't i don't think you even believe this about me like if if you were like I totally, of course you feel that way about this because this happened and this happened. So of course, honey, yes, you feel that way. But let me also consider, have you consider this alternative? Like I would be like, oh yeah, I think what miss it, what's missing between me and you is I don't feel like I get the, of course, this is why you feel this way. Yeah. That's missing. You, you just jump to like, that's not what's happening. This is what's happening. So then mm-hmm. what I, what I strive for is for you to get what I'm saying. It's not that I'm not open to what you're saying. I just, there's a deep need in me to be like, yes, you know what I'm saying. You get it. And I feel like that is just like, you know, that's a, th- a piece of my like challenge of my, my, for myself personally, is that I have to accept that like, if I have my back, that's all that matters. You know what I mean? Like if I get what I'm saying, that's all mm-hmm. that matters. Like there can be, there can be uncertainty with you and that's okay. Yeah. But you, I'm going to, you do need to know that what you said was heard. You do need to know that. And I just, I, I, I mean, yeah, I do need, I do need some of that because all people need some of yeah. that. Yes. I, I had, I had an experience <laughs> at work. I don't know, maybe a month or so ago in a meeting. Um, and there was the the issue we were talking about. I said, look, if we're going to do this, we have to test this. So we need to do this thing. And everyone's kind of like, okay. And I'm like, no, like we have to make sure that this is how we do this because it needs to be done this way. And it was kind of like, okay, move on. And I, I ended up saying it like four times. And finally I'm like, this is kind of a big fucking deal if we don't, if we screw this up. Like this is something that would impact a lot of operational things for us. So later I went back and addressed it with somebody else and they said, yeah, we heard you. You said it like four times. And I'm like, <laughs> why couldn't somebody just acknowledge that in that meeting that? Oh my God. Yes. Did you just have an epiphany? Yeah. Because it's, it's <laughs> I know it's, it's, I know it's that same experience you're having. And I'm like, I feel like I'm beating my head against the wall because you guys are minimizing this thing that is very, and, and it it's was so it, funny because I'm sitting here putting value judgments on how important your situation is versus mine. <laughs> I'm like, that's a work thing. I'm, this is, this is right. a important. Mm, like, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm kidding. Um, it, but it was that, it was that experience. Like, yeah, I heard you. And it was also there, but there was no recognition. Like we have to do it. And afterward it was followed up. Like, yeah, we've talked to that operational group and we're going to like, like they're going to do that. Mm-hmm. But it's just like one of those things like, why didn't somebody just say yeah. it? And we would have saved 20 minutes in a meeting yes. of, I'm like, do I, I, am I not explaining this clearly? Honey, like, this, is why, <laughs> this is why a five second conversation between us can turn into a five day conversation. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, please, I please. I know. And the longer it, please the apply longer this, it takes, the more. Please apply this knowledge you have. See, I get. And then it's like, <laughs> God damn it, what's so hard about this? Like, I hear you, duh. And it, yeah. So. <laughs> 
but there is also some element to that. Um, there is some, I can't even think of the words right now to describe that. There is some element for me to be able to release that, though, a little bit, too. But you're right. I mean, all humans need You'd, some of that. There's, there needs to be a better balance between oh, the two Oh, I'm not arguing with that. You absolutely do have to release a little bit of that. However, mm-hmm. it, it does go both ways. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Again, our personalities are so contradictory in so many ways. And therefore, we, we tend to polarize. When we're in conflict, we'll, we'll polarize each other. So more than maybe two other types that are together. So we have this like special challenge of we're really called to face our own shit and in the face of our conflicts with each other too. But this, and this, this thing occurs in so many different aspects of our relationship. So we talk about this feeling like you're hurt and everything else, but we truly operate on these different frequencies in a lot of different ways. One of the other uh-huh. examples that came up was differences in planning. And again, mm, this is yeah. from Psychology yeah. Junkie. And it says, you like to have a clear plan and direction for your life. That's you. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't like things that are open-ended. And if things are unplanned, it stresses you out. Yeah. See, I don't like open-ended. Like even just you yeah. not understanding what I'm trying to say, that's too open-ended for me. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it says, obviously, you're going to be irritable if there's flexibility in that and in me i want things i want the options to be open and so i can get all the information and i have it could be this could be this applies to literally everything it does that we, we and we've brought up before you don't like committing to an opinion or right. any like i'm like no wait a second i there might still be more things i don't have to commit right now so we're gonna yes. wait until we get to this point yeah i don't like being rushed um, yes. <laughs> act on my impulses and instincts more than a laid out plan. And then, so we get frustrated in that. Um, you think I'm procrastinating too much and leaving things undecided. And I feel pressured by you and feel like I'm being controlled and you're high strung for no good reason. So mm-hmm. one of the things that came out about this, and this is something that we do. I used to, used to say, um, you know, Hey, when, uh, when are you leaving work? Um, just so I know, you know, what time you're going to be home. And mm-hmm. I would say, I'm leaving. I'm going to leave here shortly. Mm -hmm. I'll leave soon. So triggering. And then whether that was 20 minutes or a half an hour or 10 minutes, you had no clue. Which always, I mean, that led to some serious things because like the whole thing that plays out again, I start blaming myself. Like, why are you getting so worked up about the fact that it's Mm -hmm. been, you know, a half hour? And he said shortly, like, that's like five minutes and most like, like, (laughs) and and we get so worked up and like getting mad at myself for getting worked up about it and then realizing like, no. Like, it's actually, this is also a common thing that can exist between. Right. So, and that's one thing that, I mean, such a simple thing to address. Hey, I plan on leaving here around four today, or I'm going to leave in like a half an hour. Yeah. You know, very. And you, 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 when you started doing that, like things switch, you know what I mean? Like for the most part, I, there's not tension around, you're not walking in the door and I'm pissed at you because, you know. You're not like, what do you mean? I said shortly. Yeah, to me, shortly was a half an hour. And to you, it was five minutes. And those 25 minutes when you're trying to get dinner ready or figure out what we're going to do for the... I mean, yeah, it's a big difference. Yeah. Well, there's so... I mean, that's so layered too. Yeah. Because there's even more than that. It's like me, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to like... I, know I have this whole a narrative about you you not caring about what about me at all. You know, just thinking about yourself and... Uh-huh. Just crazy, but... 
So can you read some of the things on that site that talk about the pot, like the strengths of this? <laughs> oh. Of this pairing? Of course. <laughs> yeah, let me go back to, that was this one. Because there are a lot of strengths in that. And I mentioned it before. I mean, those are potential struggles, but because we both see things differently and we approach things differently, when we can give space for that, we are much more productive is not the word, but we truly, I think we see things, you know, all encompassing. We see all of it when we're working together on that. Um, so here are five benefits. I'm not going to go through in detail here. Okay. But ISTPs help INFJs to stay present. So I help you focus on this mm -hmm. is what's going on here. Mm -hmm. We don't have to worry about what's going to go on two months from now or this weekend. Like let's, let's stay here. Mm -hmm. You help me to look forward the opposite of that. Hey, what are we going to do this weekend? What are the plans for this? Oh shit. Yeah. We got to, you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, because otherwise, yeah, I could be sitting and not do anything or just get lost in... The kids would... Well, kid. when they were little, they would just never eat or, you Okay, know. All right, enough about that. They <laughs> ate every day, at least once. Uh -huh. I'm kidding. Um, it says both of these types, we respect each other's space. I think we have some work to do, but we're both introverts, so we both understand. I'm I'm right on that cusp. I'm, I'm like 50-50 mix, introvert, extrovert. I'm very close to that. I think mm -hmm. you're a little bit more introverted than... Well, I, I've heard the term, I've heard this idea, and I believe it, that INFJs are introverted extroverts that like in in the right group like mm -hmm. i have chatterbox like when i'm with this in a space where i just like feel comfortable with all the people i don't shut up and i'm like i am like thriving on my interaction with these people we actually are both are that yeah in the right groups in the yeah. right setting yeah yeah um we both think before we react I guess, you know, again, unless we're highly stressed, there's a caveat to mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. um, but we do protect each other. That's another thing. Okay. You are extremely protective of my feelings and can sense that even though I seem reserved and stoic to some, you know that I have deeper feelings um, about things than other people might realize. So mm -hmm. you definitely are more tuned into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I encourage you to also express them. Yes. I think that's been a big one where it's like, you know, yeah, there you've, you've historically not done that. And it's been a couple of times, I think in the last couple of years where I'm like, is that how you really feel about it? And you've even like, you'll try to be like, well, yeah, sure. It's fine. I'm like, no, really? Like I want, like, I want to like dig at this with you a little mm -hmm. bit. And you're like, well, no, it's true. I do feel this way, but I don't. If I bring it up, then it might just cause more, the more um, problems for the other situation. And I was just like, it doesn't have to be that way. You could say, look, I I need you to know that this is truly how I feel about this situation. What you do with that information is not going to impact how I feel about you. But you, sh but I guess I need to be honest. You asked me how I felt, so I'm going to tell you how I felt. Yeah, and that's been, it's been hard. And liberating in many ways. Okay. Because I've had some difficult conversations with people. Okay. That uh, I've expressed 
look, this is how I feel about this. I don't, I don't like this. Or the, instead of just acting like, oh, it's okay. It's, you know, mm-hmm. and that's been hard. But I think at the end of the day, there's a big payoff for that because they know where I'm coming from. I don't have to pretend something is what it isn't. The payoff is for you. Yeah. It validates your experience and your own feelings. But You're giving yourself a voice. But it goes both ways too. I think it's. I think it's. Yeah, important it does go both. It does go too. both ways. But I do feel like you sort again. We all sort of walk through the world with our wounds. You know, I tend to feel like I'm going to be abandoned. You tend to feel like you're going to be controlled or you know mm-hmm. devalued. And like, there's a lot a theme around your you of like I don't have a voice. And th- the irony there is that you don't use your voice. Yes. And I'm like, use your voice, dude. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, and on that note, then the, the flip side of that is you protecting me. I protect you more out in the um, in the real world, you know, the tangible things. Yeah. You know, you're feeling, and they use, you know, the word bullied, and maybe that's not the best word, but, like, if a situation comes up, I think you know that outwardly, if something were to happen, I have your back, and I'm going to go to whatever lengths to protect you yeah. in that space. Yeah. Yeah. So that was based on the Myers-Briggs stuff. I thought I saw something, too, in the Myers-Briggs. Maybe I saw it somewhere else, and I really resonated with me, too, is that, like, an INFJ, I think it was, maybe it was a four, it's probably both, have a need to feel like their feelings are really validated and heard, and that a nine has the ability to give space for that, like, in a different way of like, not when it relates to our conflict with each other, but like you, and I think you do this with people in general, but you have a tendency to be like, you should do that. You're really good at that. You should let, you know, you should do that. And, and then that I, that it gives me the space of like, okay, you know, that there's a very, there can be a very nurturing, yeah, um, encouraging relationship between those two pairings. Yeah. And I think that has to do with the fact of like, I've got your back. Like, yeah, you should do that. Yeah. And you're not going to fall on your face. And if, you know, I'm yeah. here and you can do that, you can do this, you know, it's yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Like even like when I know when I um, switched jobs to go and start my own private practice, I had been talking about it for a few years, how it's something I was really curious i'm just like i just kept feeling called towards it and also equally intimidated by the whole thing and you were just like no you know really just i can't believe you're not you should do this but you know just really kind of pushing me into it hell yeah. <laughs> i don't know if you remember that or <laughs> of not of course i do why what do you mean hell yeah what do you mean by that because i saw what you were doing and it's what you were doing was important work for sure but I felt like there no, was... but I mean, even before, like when I first started, like when I was just because I used to just work at a hospital mm-hmm. for a health system full time, and I was considering like doing a little bit of a switch. And you were like, "I'm," and I was. Anyways, I was. It was going on. It was, that conversation was going on for a very long time. And at first, it was one of those things where I'm like, "I would never do that." I think it would be cool, but all the things, mm-hmm. and you know, I've had really good experiences, and you know, therapy has been so life changing to me, and I just. I just think that I could offer a lot in that area and it's also, I just thrive in that space of sitting down and talking to people about, um, you know, connecting with people deeply about deep issues and, you know, 
just that whole exchange that happened that I wasn't really getting that much of in my other job because even though I was dealing with very intense and deep issues, it's very quick and in and out and acute. Um, I just remember entertaining these thoughts and you mm-hmm. just always being like, you should do that. You'd be really good. Yeah, I you saw know? your passion in it and I knew, you know, what you're obviously incredibly intelligent. You're passionate about it. You love to connect with people. That was one of your biggest criticisms about you, where you were. It's like, you never really know at the end of the day where things end up and you can have good interactions, but you're right. It's like you were, you were good at getting things done, but that wasn't what you were passionate about. Well, so. yeah. And I, I felt like I had been through, there'd been like a set of circuits, num- a certain number of really troubling circumstances I had gotten through in my own life. And I was like, I just kept feeling compelled to like talk to other people that were also in those situations to like sort of sit with them in that space and guide them and, you know, provide some sort of teaching or hope or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. And you've been doing it now for almost four years and you're, I mean, <laughs> you still have people that come in seek you. Well, oh, that's true. Yeah. Four on your own. You're <laughs> yeah. right. It's been six total. Yeah, so yeah. anyways, yeah. Um, I got off on a side note there, but ta- but yeah, I think that that definitely. So yeah, there's the other site that you had pulled up earlier, which obviously there's so many out there, but truity.com, mm-hmm. which talked about the four and the nine um, from that perspective, the relationship strengths. And that one says that we both have a strong desire for acceptance and authenticity, which can end up being a significant strength in our relationship. We both exhibit a good deal of romantic inclination, a passion for living and a humanitarian empathy that drives them forward in their pursuits. Um, we have a shared desire for an authentic connection and a lot of autonomy, which makes us innately great at understanding what each person needs out of a relationship. Um, I'm more closed off when it comes to my emotions, but I open up more when I have an expressive type four, you, and the balance we both receive as listeners and confidence can be life-changing. And I think that that is one of the biggest things is really we are out for the same goal in life. We approach it totally differently. But at the end of the day, I think that's what keeps us together is that our goals and our, you know, values and who we are as people, our outcome, our desired outcome, what we want to learn, what we want to, you know, what life means to us, what our purpose is. Mm -hmm. I think we share that and we just, we just approach it from very different angles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Like in every, almost in every possible scenario from different angles. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so just even this, okay, so I'm not, the, the, uh, a relationship horoscope is like, you know, 30 pages and they go into such great length, depth with each, um, category, but I just think it's funny because, and this might not mean much because some of these titles are just kind of generic, but it talks about like, we both kind of have, um, like we both kind of come together for a reason. I mean, well, the, according to relationship horoscopes, they all say that, right? But like, we're here to teach each other lessons, important lessons in life that are necessary as we like sort of journey through our experience here and integrate wholly into ourselves. And like, what do you think? What do you think? You know, it is that b- being in a relationship with me has taught you as far as 
just your evolution of yourself. I think that's, I, I think it's opened up. It's still fucking hard, but this whole other side of me that can express myself better can be more authentic and real. And I mean, I think that's the biggest, I think that's the biggest challenge that I face is I'm trying to, I'm always trying to, I guess, thread the needle. I'm always trying to figure this thing out and, and do it in a certain way so that I don't rock the boat at all. And that's exhausting. And so learning how to go through that and I don't have to have that level of precision. It can be a little bit messy. I can just be myself and that's okay. It's, it's pretty freeing in a way. Okay. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard and I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh my God, you've taught me. What do you so mean? Much. Like be messy. Like, I don't understand. What I mean by that is I don't have to say something perfectly. I don't have to, I don't have to go through this and navigate this thing and zigzag back and forth to get the outcome I want or to just be who I am. I'm probably not making a lot of sense here. No, you're not. You're speaking but, very abstractly. <laughs> well, I'm always very careful at what I say, how I approach things. As you are now. Oh, it's time to be real real quick. Oh, boy. <laughs> Great. There. There you go. Um I don't know how to explain it really. I mean, it's just, it's just something that I feel like to be able to talk about things, to not have to feel like I've got to, you know, I have to be careful with the words I choose and how I approach something Which and who it, I'm going to offend. You're doing right now, I feel like. <laughs> I don't, well, I don't think so. I, I think because I'm in a situation now where I'm just expressing that difference and I'm trying yeah, to process yeah. that in my head and what that would look like previously and what that looks like now. And I think that I have much more open conversations with people. I still catch myself all the time. Oh, I'm doing this thing and I'm not just being who I am. Okay. And so, again, it's it's a journey. It, there's no destination to it. But I think it allows me to explore myself more and, and to not feel that I have to be some something specific for somebody else. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know what my my understanding is according to the to the relationship horoscope is that I force you to tap into your own emotional depths and um the emotional depths of other people but that you actually have your own like the the emotional depths you avoid in me are reflective of the emotional depths you're avoiding in yourself. Mm-hmm. And that your goal is to tap into that more and bring that forward. Does that does that make sense at all? Yeah. Does that do you? Because I feel like, do you feel like that connects to what you were saying too? Yeah, absolutely. I, I the difference is really it's instead of keeping people at arm's length and kind of protecting myself and worrying about what somebody else thinks, how this is going to come across, what I might be perceived as. It's kind of it, it is. It's like saying, well fuck it i am who i am if they don't like it there's plenty of other people i can connect with and i know who i am and i'm comfortable with that person mm-hmm. and again that's that's freeing but i 
I still struggle with that. I mean, I would be lying if I sat here and said, oh, and now I just do this and it's automatic and I don't have to think about it. But in the past, I might have approached something and somebody would have asked me something. And, you know, I use an example at work as like being the yes man, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're the one that always says yes <clears throat> to this thing. And it's and I I will sit in there now being where I'm at for over 20 years, 20 going on 23 years and people that have been there for a very long time. And yeah, yeah. And it's like, dude, we just had this conversation outside of this and you literally said something completely different. And now you're in here and you're feeling like you have to go and completely change your opinion on something to please somebody else. Mm -hmm. That person doesn't want to hear what you think they want to hear. They want to hear what you think about it. You wouldn't be in this room if that wasn't the case. Yes. And I think... In that context, I'm I'm way better at it, and I don't have much of an issue do doing it. Okay. Outside of that, with my family, my friends, and stuff, I'm still struggling with that a little mm-hmm. bit because it's a little bit more sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I've but I think I I think the problem is when I do it, sometimes it comes across as a little harsh, and I am very sensitive to that because it's you are not harsh. What I'm saying <laughs> is, compared to being the person who's always agreeable and who always goes I, along with I, everything, I, I, yeah. when you say no, all of a sudden you feel like. You feel a little guilty for it's, that. Yeah, it's interesting because that's kind of also what it talks about is that like get tapping into your emotional world also requires you to face feelings of being manipulated. Mm-hmm. So like, but yeah, no, I know I've witnessed you tell untruths about some of the most benign scenarios. And I'm like, why did you just say that? And you're like, I didn't say that. And I'm like, you just <laughs> fucking said that. And then I repeat it back to you and you're like, Oh, verbatim yeah. and you're like oh yeah i did well yeah a little white I mean, lie about I just, the dumbest like, uh, thing in the world and it's like because you don't want to have to deal yes. with somebody saying that was scrutinizing that yeah. decision or something else and it's yeah. like ultimately, you just want to shut them up and move on and yeah. i'm like i can't believe that's i I, I, can, I don't i can't relate to that yeah <laughs> yeah and it really got me thinking i mean and it like these are these are i mean these are stupid things that it's like, oh, they're going to look at me and think, oh, you're not that savvy in that area because you did that or you you, you didn't do the best you could have done mm-hmm. because you could have gotten mm-hmm. this. And it's like, well, if I just, I, one time talking about our interest rate on our mortgage. Yeah, that's what I, I was mean, thinking it, about. It was, it was like the dumbest you thing. Totally oh, <laughs> you know, I did this and it was like, you're like, that's not what, and I, I don't even remember what the exact situation was, but it was the dumbest thing to yeah, actually, yeah. you know. The person's like, you did this, about. right? You're like, yep. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> no, I did what I thought was best, which wasn't that, but I didn't want to tell them that I didn't do that. And you're like looking at me like, and then you said, that's not what you did. And like, yeah, you're right. I just, I didn't do that. Yeah. Because I it, didn't think it was the best decision, but I just didn't want to have that conversation. Yeah. But to witness you do that is triggering to me because then it's like, you're doing that you don't doing it to this person isn't isolated to this person you're doing this with everyone and i'm one of them and that hurts because i'm i i value truth and honesty so much so yeah so yeah there's this idea that the emotional world is your own emotional world is quite foreign to you Mm -hmm. and in your relationship with me you're faced with with it every day and like figuring that out is is why you're here on earth you're welcome <laughs> how about you um oh my and gosh. don't say nothing come up with at i'm least not gonna one say thing. nothing yeah i was gonna say i think there's a few things um i think i kind of touched on this a little bit in one other episode when we were talking about and we both we talked touched on all of this in the one episode where we we're talking a little bit about carly young and the enema and the nma and 
or the animus and the anime. But um, because a lot of people don't realize this, but he's like, there's, there's a lot of parallels with his teachings and then Eastern teachings, Eastern philosophy and astrology. He he was actually quite informed by these things. Um, Anyways, um, my, one of my big ones is that I have, I actually have a lot of um, masculine energy about me, but I also have like a conflicted relationship with my, I'm, I'm trying to piece this together. I'm so sorry. With my inner female, it, that that like, we, and that's like your emotion, your world of emotions. That even though I might be savvy in that dark place, and like I can like go through and navigate the world emotionally, that I am equally, um, like, invalidating to my own emotional experiences. So that I, and that's probably why I'm seeking a lot of validation. Okay, you sound you. like you're talking very abstractly here. Can you get down to like what is it? Yeah, I know it's hard. You're right. Sorry. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, my emotional world, I tend to de- deny myself. I have, a, I, I will objectively say, hey, of course, this is how you feel. This makes sense. But I also, too, have a very difficult time giving space to my emotional world and, um, having some like I guess maybe self-compassion mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. through that I that that you're sort of forcing that on me you're sort of forcing facing that to me like I'm constantly seeking that through you and you're not always able to give it to me like so by depriving you I'm teaching you your most important lesson <laughs> you're forcing life. me to go within yeah. and provide it for myself mm-hmm. yes yeah I mean that sounds better the way you said it that second time but okay no I, I think it i think and is there i mean you can keep going i guess no just, there is there is a more i no, you keep going go ahead i was just gonna say to add to that it's and that's one of the things that i struggle with sometimes is i feel like i've always i've always been the one that's had my own back i've always taken care of myself if something comes mm-hmm. up i don't typically go to other people to get reassurance or figure things out i go within mm-hmm. and that's my go-to place. There is a balance and you've taught me that is why are you trying to take all of this on yourself? That's too much. Like, don't do that. Mm. Um, you know, rely on other people. There's people that love you and are here for you and you can rely, you know, you can count on us. And I think the flip side of that is for you, it's almost the opposite with me is you're like, you're my partner. I need you to do this. I, I need your reassurance. And it's like, yeah, you, like have a little, ha, you, are incredibly intelligent. You're smart. Yeah. You know how the world works. You already know the answer to this. Yeah. You forced me to, tr- to trust myself. Yeah. To build trust with uh, myself. There you go. Trust yourself. That's a- Absolutely. In every single way. It just goes along with this whole idea where I'm, I'm worried about, you know, being, um, like needing you to see things my way. You know, it's just, you know, again, you don't have to agree with me, but please tell me that you at least get where I, where I'm coming from right now. And like, I don't need that. Like you, you can trust yourself that you're coming from this position, mm-hmm. right? Like, I know we need to wrap this up, but we do. You just you just hit on I something keep... though. That's and then you're looking for stuff, but yeah. um, that idea of oh, wait, you you just said something and I lost it, but um, it had to do with trusting yourself. Damn it! Oh well, 
do you need you? I mean, we all need to learn to trust ourselves. I mean, fully. So that's, I think it's maybe the channel through which you learn to trust yourself. Like even you having to explore the world of your own emotions requires you to trust yourself in that process, Mm -hmm. to be, have yourself as you do that, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Because when you're constantly deflecting and like you said, kind kind of keeping that arm's length distance and protecting yourself, you, you have this shield up and then you might not be feeling what you're actually putting out. But then you're questioning, well, is what I'm feeling, is that right? Is that okay? Is that normal that I'm feeling that? Or should <laughs> I be feeling this, what I'm putting out into this world, this energy and this, you know, is that what I should be feeling, what I'm trying to portray here? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, but that's not how I feel. So I have to be true to that. Mm-hmm. And that's difficult because then you start questioning. I mean, it's really screws with your head because... You're going back and forth. Well, is that the right answer? Is this the right answer? Is this is this approach the right approach or is this approach the right approach? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like, yeah, I don't know. Never mind. I got lost there for a minute. <laughs> so it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, it's all clicking in my head, but I don't know how to put it in words. So I'm not going to try to right now. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that, you know, just to summarize, and I've, I think we say this a lot when we talk about this stuff, but it's just so evident to me that there are pieces of our relationship. It's like we're never going to reach and touch on. Like there's so many avenues in which we're so close, but never touching. And Mm -hmm. it's, but it's like at this, but it's also at this depth that like neither one of us have experienced in a relationship before like we're deep into these this world together and then but then like the deeper we go it's almost like we're we're getting closer but we never quite touch does that make sense yeah well i mean if you look at roots of a tree going down they tend to kind of spread out because they need to get water in from wherever it is well i know but yes but i'm not looking at it that way i'm actually looking at like we're getting closer and closer and closer but it's like i'm sure there's a mathematical term for this but it's like you're it's there's this there's this space in front of you that never gets, so you'll never touch. So there, there's this force field between the two of you, so you'll never touch, but you're still getting closer and closer the deeper you go yes. okay. by half-lives. You know what I mean? But it's like it. infinite. I, I don't know what the term for that is. Yeah, I don't know either, and I, I'm sure but my point is, is that math going over that with... My point is, is that that's the... You know, that one of I've posted this before on social media too because it's in our relationship horoscope, the making of the pearl, our relationship. That's the making of the pearl. There's this piece that we can't change, this idea that we want to touch and it's impossible. There, there's, a, there's something about that energy between us that we will never change because it just exists as it is. We can alter it and we can like mani- yeah. manage it, but like... It's so, still an energy. It's like trying to get two sides of a magnet to touch. It is, but can I can I ask you this then? Because I agree completely with what you're saying, and I think that's the point: is that it goes very deep. And I, I think, think it, that there's certain relationships that they might be in sync 
on this level mm-hmm. where they do touch, mm-hmm. but that level might be just below the surface. Yeah. And I'm not saying That's like, what I'm we saying. have the most amazing relationship of anybody's in, you know, through the history of time, but, but you're well, right. My but, relationship with you is the deepest one I've ever had. Me too. I, that's my point to this is that I think that there are relationships that like, no, we're just in sync and we've got this. And it's like, well, how far, how deep are you going yeah. with that? You know? Yeah. So, okay, I can, I'm just going to read this because I just think this is my, my favorite little aspect. But hold on. I'm, just be patient with me for a second if you could. Um, this breaks down into different categories. And this horoscope thing, it talks about what brings us together. And it talks about the essence of our relationship. It talks about deeper issues that our relationship activates for one another. What? Nothing. What are you looking at me like that for? But I want to read this one piece just okay. to summarize this. A relationship, the making of pearls. The difficulties and limits inherent in the relationship may have a strongly positive effect on your way of approaching life. For you are liable to react with a deep need to understand the meaning of what you are experiencing. This relates to me. Every partnership has its problems, but it is your unique response which could turn these problems into a highly creative experience which opens up a greater faith in life and in yourself. Your relationship with Jim is rather like the oyster and the pearl, the irritating grain of sand, which cannot be got rid of, eventually results in something of great beauty and worth. The constant irritation of an apparently insurmountable obstacle in the partnership could arouse you not only a powerful wish to escape to greener pastures, but also a desire to stretch your vision to that you can gain a broader or higher perspective on the situation. This is, in effect, a spur to deep religious or spiritual feelings within you, however unorthodox. For sooner or later, if you persist in expanding your understanding to cope with the problems, you will contact a source of wisdom and meaning within yourself, which deepens your trust in the essential goodness of life. Your occasional wish to escape to something easier and less challenging is natural, but it would probably leave you feeling much worse if you acted on this. For something in you needs the challenge of this relationship in order to grow, and your efforts to come to terms with the difficulties of the partnership may even result in a developing, in your developing a philosophy of life or a fund of knowledge which serves your future development in an ongoing and permanent way. And I think that just kind of summarizes everything for me. I think it does too because I think that hits on the point that you were making is that a relationship without challenge is not going to be a fulfilling relationship without what I mean by challenge is that continued growth and learning. And, you know, if hitting uh-huh. that point where, well, it depends on the challenge. Like, you know, like I'm not saying an abusive relationship is challenging. What I mean by, <laughs> what I mean by challenge is that the, the opportunity for growth. Yeah. That, that to push yourself, both people, you know, I strive to be a conscious person and I just, I strive for a conscious relationship and that's exactly what this relationship has yes. catapulted me into. And so, but both people, you know, kind of need to be willing participants in that exploration mm-hmm. for that to continue that way. I agree. And I think that that's what we're, what we, what we were both looking for and found in this relationship was, you know, every day you learn something new and you go a little bit deeper. Well, I don't know. And calm down on the time, okay? <laughs> I feel like you're like telling me to wrap this up. We don't need to post this either, you know? I know. No, I know. It's just, it's 1030 and it's 
getting late. <laughs> Remember when I was talking earlier about how you tend to want to get out of a conversation? Uh-huh. Here we go. I just look like, at this unfold. I just feel like we're dragging on. I know I'm trying to wrap it up, but you're looking at me with like the if you can maybe switch your vibes right now. <laughs> oh, now I forgot what I was going to say. Thanks a lot. <laughs> what was I saying before you gave stinky face? No, we, I was just talking about the challenge. You're so concerned about what people are going to think. You're stressing I, out over here. It's not that, honestly. I just, I'm like, okay, we've been, we've been going. All right. Well, I read that paragraph. You were annoyed with it. You no, I wasn't an annoyed, annoyed with face. it. You want to wrap it up, so we'll just wrap it up. I was not annoyed with the paragraph at all. I thought that that summed it up perfectly, and I was agreeing with that. And that was that. What you just said was what I was trying to explain, and it put into much better words what I was trying you to say. You said it's what we both wanted, and I don't think that either one of us entered this relationship saying I can't wait to. <laughs> like nobody enters a relationship thinking, like. We, I, we both entered the relationship. Let's be honest. Everybody enters a relationship thinking like this is going to be happily ever after in a way, even if they intellectually don't agree with that. Like we get it. That's nothing as a fairy tale. We don't enter into a relationship. We, we have dreamy feelings about like everything's going to be easy. We enter into a relationship thinking it's going to be easy, wanting it to be easy, hoping it's going to be easy, probably especially even more so after we've ended one. Uh, yeah. And divorce. I, I agree with We're probably like the second time around this this one is gonna be easy. Okay. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, we know so much now, we've learned so much, we've been through this, so this mm-hmm. one's gonna be easier. I agree with that. I guess now, being at the age that we're at, I look at it and I go, I don't think that type of relationship I'm not gonna say it doesn't exist at all, but I'm going to say that I think it's very rare that that exists. And you know what what does that mean? If that exists, what does that mean? What level of connection is really there? And maybe, maybe that maybe it does exist. And maybe there are easy relationships, and they are, you know, wildly in love, and <clears throat> they have the deepest, most meaningful relationship. I'm just saying that I that my point to that was, is that does that exist? Is that a fairy tale? Is a fairy tale out there, or is the growth and the learning, you know, what makes this a special? An important relationship yeah well and i guess i what i want to say about that is i did not expect any relationship to completely change alter rock my worldview the way i approach life the way i think about life what's important to me in life i did not expect that to ever happen in my life let alone for it to happen with us yeah. It's been such a it's it's been such a deep exploration for me for me. It has led to career changes like in a good way. Um Yeah. I mean, it feels like it feels like it's part of my life purpose. This this is so weird to say that feels it might feel like really codependent, but it's not. It this relationship has become instrumental in identifying and living out my life purpose, I think. Me too. Me too. And I, I, for me, it's that idea that, well, relationships are work, understanding what that work is and how it impacts how I live my life and what my life means, mm-hmm. I think is something that I agree. I didn't expect either. I just thought, oh, well, you're not always going to agree and you've got to work to like connect. But 
like you said before, I think we're working to go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, like constantly and Mm -hmm. learning and evolving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As a result of the relationship. Exactly. I feel like, I feel like this, this relationship, whether it's through conflict or through great connection, it's inspiring me to, it motivates everything else about my life that my curiosity, my exploration in, in what I do for fun, for work, all of it. Yeah. So, okay. You're sweating over there. I know I'm not. Are you ready to tell everybody goodbye? I'm good. (laughs) I was going to, well, let's just go for another half an hour. What do you think? (laughs) Yeah, I'm good. It's getting late. It is getting late, but it's, I think that this is, again, whether we post this or not, I think that when we sit down together like this and talk, there's something that happens. We're forced to slow down in a way and be more mindful with each other. And to me, it's just been, it's almost like a little bit of a church service <laughs> for it's, me and well, you. For me and it's you. It's definitely therapy for us. Yeah. I mean, absolutely it is. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I mean, I know I enjoy it too. And I do, yeah. get, I guess whether, I, whether anybody else enjoys it or I not, say, I guess know? I do get a little self-conscious about that as like, okay, if we're going to put this out there and then we're just kind of rambling, yeah, like, okay, that's not, that's okay. I mean, that's, and who, like you said, who gives a I shit? Mean, I mean, oh my God. <laughs> like anybody's actually thing, listening okay. To I'm going to go off on another thing real quick and I'm so sorry, but this, I have to say this. I was actually looking into Kundalini, I think I'm saying that right, Kundalini yoga today because I'm just keep, we're getting more curious about it. And a Joe Rogan interview popped up with a clinical psychologist who I think is maybe a little too much of a conspiracy theorist for me, but doesn't mean that some of the things that he was saying weren't um, interesting. Anyways, he was talking to Joe Rogan about his podcast and about just like life purpose stuff. And he was like, just like, did you ever have a plan for this? No. He said he just sat down and started talking. He talks, his episodes are three hours long. Like he just, there's no plan. He just sits, he didn't ever expect anything to even happen with the podcast. And um, he just wanted to sit down and just be, and live out some purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing needed to be choreographed or scripted or planned or, you know, produced. It's just real. <laughs> Yeah, no, and you're right about that. That's that's what this is supposed to be. Yeah, that's what that's what my original don't. sort of thoughts were on it. Yeah, I know. So I don't. I mean, if nobody listens, nobody listens. Like, that's okay. I think that one day our kids are going to enjoy it. I hope so. Or not? Or not? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> no. All right. All right. Say goodbye. Well, I do love you. I, 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 I hope that wasn't the vibe that I don't. I know. Uh, I was like, know. oh, you're the deepest really. Yeah, 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 totally. totally. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. I Come I, on, Jim, sell it. <laughs> I think everybody knows that that is absolutely true because it is. And as hard as it is, I wouldn't trade it for the world because I think it does bring meaning to every part of my life. Mm-hmm. So there. So there. All right. All right. Love you. Love you.